This is Be Real, a podcast for big-hearted teen girls and other people who are tired of faking it. I'm your host slash new big sister, Eliza Reynolds. Hey! And here is where I hang out with you and sometimes some badass guests as we figure out together how to turn up the volume on being more of our real selves. Kind of a relief, right? Let's do this. Hello, my loves, and welcome to a new episode of Be Real. Eliza here, and today we are talking about period superpowers. Yeah, what? Period superpowers not exactly associated, perhaps, in your mind? On this podcast, we're all about being real. And what's more real than talking about the fact that over 50% of the world will get their period, will cycle in their lifetimes? Let's make it more normal. And instead of just suffering through it, which I know so many people do, whether you have your period now or you know it's coming down the road, this episode is about actually how to have a positive relationship with your period, how to begin to get rid of some of the symptoms. If you have symptoms that are really difficult and make your period hard, this episode is for you. Today, I'm talking to Vanny Lee, who is a menstrual cycle alignment expert and the founder of the Status Flow Collective. She's a badass period boss. In this episode, we talked about why getting your period isn't just about being able to get pregnant, which is how a lot of puberty classes talk about it, how to create an epic life for yourself with your period, not despite it. We saw some of our fave personal stories. I mean, y'all, when it gets personal about periods, like aren't those the best conversations? It's like cozying up (laughs) with your girlfriends or your friends who cycle like in a quiet private spot and just like swapping stories. This really does really feel like that in a lot of ways for me. We also talked about how to get started making your period not suck if it's struggling right now and so much more. I recommend this episode for folks of all ages who listen to our podcast. No age warning on this one, though it's going to be helpful for everyone. It is so freaking juicy and I want to go listen to it again. You ready? Enjoy. Hi, Vanny. Welcome to the podcast, honey. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Eliza. I'm so excited to talk to you. I think one of the things I was most excited about, and this is saying a lot because I love talking about periods, was like, oh my God, I'm going to get to listen to the best British accent for the next (laughs) chunk of my life, unabashedly nerdy about something that's very normal to you. (laughs) And I don't even notice I have one. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Loving it, loving it, loving it. So as folks already heard, you talk about cycles and period and flow a lot. And I think, I mean, maybe our part of the world, I know a lot of folks listening in, girls in our community, many of you have parents who are like, hey, your period's amazing. Your body's a temple. Cause like they brought you here and that's great. And then there's some of you listening in who are like, yeah, what? Talking about periods? <laughs> like periods suck the end. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to have it. My period is literally ruining my life. I see why it's called the curse. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm wondering if you could tell us how did you get started in talking about periods? And like, was this normal for you growing up? Like before you got your period and we, when you first got your period was like everyone all about periods. (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) I had no idea 
no inkling, no spiritual nudges that I would end up in this line of work. Um, you know, and they say that you have to sometimes turn your pain into power. Yeah. That's exactly what happened with me. I grew up just thinking my period was just a period, right? I had no idea about the magical, the the wisdom and, you know, all the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast. I had no idea. Um, it didn't resonate yeah. at all. Um, I spent a lot of my, you know, my late teens and my early 20s being on a whole heap of, I like to call them contraceptive cocktails. Yeah. So being on all different bunch, different bunches of hormonal contraception. And what actually happened, how I landed here was I had a hormonal breakdown in uh, 2018, a couple of months after I got married. And the reason I say after I got married, not like it's like a big thing, but it was like a lot was going on that year. Yeah. Um, I was working flat out, like contracting, traveling, planning a destination wedding. Um, and then we had a UK party when we got back. I moved home. There was just a lot going on. And I had this thing that would happen every single month where I would get myself into a bit of a funk, I would say. That's how I, that's how I saw it at the time. But what was actually happening was um, I was going into these dark, depressive periods um, every month where I felt like I only had one week out of the entire month that felt normal in speech marks, right? Mm. Um, or I felt like I was, you know, functioning normally. And it was just like an ongoing thing that was happening. I would like really isolate myself, pull myself away from friends, family, and get into like really crazy arguments and disagreements with my husband. And yeah, it was just an ongoing situation. And that night that I told you about, the dark night of the soul, I basically had an inkling that it might have something to do with my menstrual cycle. Yeah. And that evening, I remember the day so clearly, I, I remember just screaming out to God, like saying, why are you doing this to me? Like, why am I suffering? You know, when you go through these things, you think, why me? Why me? Why, we? why me? When really, like God's looking down or the universe is looking down on you and saying, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I've got you. You're held. You're supported. You're not ready for what's about to happen to you. <laughs> um, anyway, fast forward a bit. Um, uh, my mother came down to stay with us for a couple of days because I was just like non-responsive, not talking, not eating, all these things. And I remember just saying to her, like, do you remember having such dark, depressive moments with your period? I, I never used the term menstrual cycle. That was something I never used. Yeah. I wasn't clued up then. I was like, your period. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, actually, I, I do actually remember them being quite severe but not all the time. And I've never really put the words severe and periods together. Mm. So, you know, what we do now that we have this thing called Dr. Google, I took it to online and I just Googled severe periods and severe PMS. And this thing came up called PMDD. Now, this completely blew my mind because I was like, whoa, like every single symptom that PMDD was describing, I had. And if you're not aware of what PMDD is, it's, it's pre-menstrual dysphoric disorder. Now, I, was, I didn't diagnose myself, obviously. I went online and I found this international board of pre-menstrual disorders and found these things that I could do to possibly track, start tracking my cycle, start seeing when the rage started, start seeing when the 
you know, the irritability started and, you know, those other dark symptoms. And I did that for a couple of months. I made, made friends with this PMDD community um, and realized I wasn't alone, realized I wasn't the only person I was experiencing what I was experiencing every single month. And after tracking for a couple of months, I actually went to my doctors. They referred me to a specialist. The, my doctor actually didn't even know what PMDD was. She had to Google it. <laughs> Ironic. Yep. <laughs> and, Stories with so many women's health things. Like, well, you have one option, take the uterus out or suffer, right? Like those kind of stories where women's health, it's just like, yeah, a dead end. We don't know anything. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I actually even brought my husband to the appointment because I felt like I would be dismissed yeah. um, because it's an invisible condition, right? They can't see that something's disrupting your life so severely every month. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I was referred to a specialist and they diagnosed me with PMDD and it was like a massive relief actually, because I thought one, wow, there's something that's actually going on here. Yeah. I'm not making this up. And two, I can find a solution now. Right. Yeah. Um, so my solutions from the doctors were to manage my symptoms myself yeah. to go on, um, SSRI. So antidepressants. Um, or like you said, to have my uterus out, <laughs> yeah. which was like, what? Hold on a minute. This cannot be my only option. Um, so I just went about, um, my mother actually had um, breast cancer when I was 11 years old yeah. and she made a full recovery and she made a full recovery after having a mastectomy um, by completely shifting her lifestyle, like turning her whole diet holistic, juicing, you know, watching her, her words, her mindset and all of these things. She's a woman of faith. And I just thought if she can do that, you know, she's still here today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can do that. So I just went about discovering more of a holistic journey to heal myself and, you know, cut a long story short, five months later after being diagnosed, I no longer had any symptoms mm -hmm. and I continued to no longer have any symptoms to this very day. And people in the PMDD community are like, blown away by that because they've been told a lie that they have to live with for the rest of their lives yeah and I just thought you know what what I've been through isn't nice it's not pretty I don't want anyone to go through that I don't want anyone to know that they cannot heal their relationship with their cycle um or come home to themselves mm. um so I just yeah I, I, I trained in <laughs> all of the things I already had a, a bachelor of science um, degree which was amazing so that came in handy um, learning all about I already knew everything about the endocrine system and you know biology it's amazing how biology. we're like set up for our calling sometimes in ways God had plan, me. right you're like oh, yeah, I already knew about the endocrine system it was crazy I was like oh okay um yeah, so that's why <laughs> in handy. um but yeah I, I retrained in um I trained in clinical hypnotherapy which was one of the the biggest catalyst for my healing, um, NLP, um, time techniques, a lot of like healing energy modalities and, yeah. you know, taking all of my experience of alternative therapies from yeah. college and university, the things that I love doing, I'm now doing them to help others. So oh, the best, you know, one of the things I'm so moved by here is I feel like the story that we have around periods, even in pretty you know, awake, self-aware communities often gets cut depressingly short where it's like, okay, 
you are either suffering in silence and not telling anyone and it's just normal. You're just like, yeah, this is what a period is. It's mm-hmm. awful. I survive it. It disrupts my whole life mm-hmm. right, in a really negative way. Or it's like, okay, I am facing that this is a problem and this isn't great. And then there aren't solutions. Like it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm either accepting it or I'm not accepting it. But at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so inspired, <laughs> right? As I know so many folks listening in are by you being like, oh, wait, I could do something about this. And while I wish, right, it was like there, our medical community was more prepared to support mm. folks around these kind of issues. I also feel like there's this big piece here for me, specifically around, you know, those of us who are girls or women often being told that other people are the authority, specifically people in white oh. doctor coats, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Listening in, whatever age you are, and especially to my girls listening in, you are the authority on you. Mm-hmm. You are the authority on your body. No one else other than you is going to yeah. know better than you what's going on, what resonates, what hurts, and everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I really hear that in your story, right? I hear you going like, this is my body. This is my truth. These are my experiences, and I'm going to show up for this mm. journey. And like five months later, like no symptoms. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it was crazy. It was just, but you know, like we know, or well, I know when you think about how everything is aligned in your life yeah, and you think about the things that you've gone through in the past that have helped to prepare you for the future is like, realistically, I had been preparing for this for lifetimes. I had been, you know, waiting in the wings to, this is is how I'm here to serve. But it's never in the way that you think it's going to be. And it's always in a way that you think, why do I have to go through that to get myself here? But, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And, you know, discovering more about your menstrual cycle and the power that it, it unlocks within you when you really tap into it you know, for everyone that's listening, we should have been taught this at school. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Welcome to Badass Girls, what we do. (laughs) We're like, yeah, totally. You know, one more piece, because I want to get to these menstrual superpowers, because there are so many and y'all listening in, it's just going to blow your mind. It's the coolest. (laughs) But I'm also thinking about, you know, our preteens and teens listening in. And I know, so my mom, when I was growing up is, um, she was a nurse practitioner who specialized in women's health. So I grew up in like, the vaginas and vulvas and periods house. Like I grew up in that home. We were just like, there. we love it. It was a lot. It was wonderful. It was also yeah. a lot sometimes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like welcome to dinner conversations. And <laughs> so I got my period, my first period when I was 14, which was a bit older than some of my friends and was pretty typical for my biological family. Right. So you can often, mm. if, if you know, you're wondering, when am I going to get my first cycle? When am I going to start my period? A good, you know, kind of rule of thumb is if you do have access to what, you know, the different sides of your family biologically got their period and you kind of do the math and average it out, that's often where you're going to end up, right? So I knew my mom got her period around 13. I knew my grandmother got it at 16. So it was like, wow, on the other side, somewhere in there, right? And Mm. I was like, so excited to get my period. I was like stoked because... I like wanted to be in on the club that was yeah. like going to have tampons and complain about cramps in the bathroom. I was like, there's a secret <laughs> club and I'm not in it yet. And I want in, you know? Yeah. I just thought it seemed really cool. And when I got my period, unfortunately, a lot of what came with it was I had really bad cramps. Just like 
take you out for a day, make you mm. so nauseous, you want to throw up cramps. And I remember I went to my mom who was, you know, otherwise, you know, like enlightened women's health provider. And I was like, mom, this is the worst. I'm mm. dying here. Like, mm. what do I do? I'll never forget. She, you know, <laughs> we now have different conversations about it, but to 14 year old me, she went, oh my God, I'm so sorry, honey. This is just the way it is for women in our family. Mm. You should feel so lucky you have Advil. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, like what a mouthful there. First of all, I was like, there's no options. Yeah. This pain. And also this is what happens to the women in our family. <laughs> and I know you and I can breathe a sigh here being like, oh my God, we know there's so much more behind periods and legacy yeah. and lineage and family. And I just want to share with people listening like that was where I became obsessed. I was like, I don't accept the story that it is my lineage, my like burden to bear that as a yeah. woman, I'm supposed to suffer every month. So it was this weird paradox where I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be like period positive And like my grandmother called it the curse. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Realistically, it feels like a freaking curse. So yeah. like, what's up here? <laughs> Right. So I was like leaving, living these two lives of like this young feminist activist in the making, like we need to have period access and we need to talk about it. It needs to be normal. And then once a month I was like hiding in my bed in a dark hole, depressed and in pain. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So well, if you relate, <laughs> we're going to go there and it can get so much better. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. So um let's talk a little bit about the superpowers. Right? The superpowers of the cycle. What do you wish that if you could like change the story that all girls, preteen and teen, and all folks who cycle really learned about periods growing up? What do you wish the headline was? Like what do you wish they learned? Like at 12, 10, five. <laughs> oh, something along the what along the lines of create your own destiny with your period or create your dream life with your period. Or I've got a vision board up here. Um, and I've got so many things up here. It's like you are magical, know your power, you're fearless, go with your flow, like all of that empowering language makes such a difference because if we're, if we're told from the beginning that it's a curse or it's a yeah. disruption, that language, you know, the words that we say to ourselves affects us on a cellular level. So if we were able to say, you know, I am powerful, I am, I am positive about my period, my period yeah. makes me powerful, that type of language you're already changing your your identity, your personality, your your biochemistry, right? Um, so yeah, I just wish if I was twelve years old, I wish someone had said to me because I didn't start my period until a bit later as well. I was thirteen. Yeah, I just wish someone said to me, you know, when you start your period, it's going to be the most magical time. You are really going to step in to who you really are. You're going to know yourself better. Every cycle is an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for you to expand, a way for you to, to, to be more successful, to have more 
influence and impact and a way to really serve. Maybe not the word serve at 12. I would have been like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I am a Virgo. So I always have had that service. Happy birthday. (laughs) It's Virgo season as you record. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I just wish it was kind of told in that way. Oh my gosh. Right. Have y'all heard creating your epic life and periods put together before? Isn't that (laughs) brilliant? You know, and if you're like, what, how we're going to take you there. Um, but I love that pairing so much because which of us like don't want to create an epic life. And I know I got the story that period was probably the thing that was going to get in the way of me creating Mm. an epic life instead of, I guess one of the words comes up for me is like, my period is like, uh, a guide, a blueprint, right. You know, an invitation Mm. to creating a more and more epic life every single cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love you said that every cycle is an opportunity to, to grow, right? To know yourself better. And so I'm wondering if you take us through how in a cycle, in simple terms, you grow, you know, like what do you learn about yourself every cycle as somebody who's been practicing this for a while? Oh my God. How long is a piece of string? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a best friend who is, she's a crystal healer and she practices Reiki and she is just the most magical being. And I never wanted to go to university. And I remember my auntie saying to me, go to university and study something that you love. Right. Cause I was like, I don't want to go. I want to just work. I want to do my own thing. And I remember her saying, go and do something that you love. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's how I ended up doing cosmetic science and doing applied sciences. And I met my best friend at university and I think I only went there to meet her, right? And obviously to learn all the stuff about cycles. Yeah. We get on the phone all the time. And the, literally the first thing we say to each other is the wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom, like the wisdom that comes through is just epic, you know, if you allow it. Yeah. So I'm going to, shall I take you through the seas? The seas yeah. How I like to yeah. So where, it? yeah. Where do you consider, I know it's all a cycle, but where do you often begin if you were to choose a place to begin thinking about your cycle? You know, um, be menstrual, follicular. Yeah. I'm going to start with the menstrual phase. Right. Um, so that's your bleed phase. And this phase for me, you know, when I had PMDD um, was the time of, I was so happy that my period arrived. It wasn't my period that was disruptive. Although I did have excruciating period pains, the actual like mental um, situation for me really cleared up when I came on my period. So the menstrual phase for me is now a time that I'd like to treat as Christmas day. It's a celebration for me. Like I put on like my red pajamas. Yes. (laughs) I make myself the most epic drinks of like red velvet lattes with beetroot and cacao. And I just indulge in the moment and, and just, you know, really open myself up to gaining more, gaining more wisdom, right? Cause this is the time that you're there to connect with your soul. And it's also a time for you to, to uh, everyone should know this, but the time for you to rest. Yeah. Right. So that resting period is so restoring and that's a superpower. Like I always say, rest is success. Yeah. Like your goals that you have to go and create and do and all these things, resting should be a goal as well. 
Yeah. Rest is productive, right? You know, it's like, if you rest don't rest, productive. I think about, you know, the menstrual phase often is like winter is that inner winter. It's like, I, I live in a place that has a pretty intense seasons. I live on the East coast of the U S and you know, one of the things I like to say to my girls is like, you look outside at growing things and it's like, they take winter, like the field <laughs> goes fallow. Like there's nothing yeah. happening when, there's and like, happening. We, get, we are nature. <laughs> You are yeah. nature. Like we get to have those seasons too, rather than like hustle, hustle, go, go. And girls, I know with mm. school, it can be a little complicated, right? We are like assignments are due, but there can be ways, right? We're like, can I get a little extension? Can I mm. in other phases can be like, get a little bit ahead of my homework so that when this time comes, I can rest, I can ask for support, maybe do less social things, you know, yeah. like pull out the social calendar. Or just go to bed earlier. <laughs> So get off the phone and the screens and get to bed earlier um, during your inner winter. And, you know, we, how blessed are we that we actually do align with the actual seasons in nature? Like, I know. it's just mind blowing. So yeah, your inner winter is a time nothing's growing because your hormones are at a flat line. Your hormones are at the lowest. Um, and it's a time for you to just, just chill out, give yourself permission to chill out yeah. and give yourself permission to say, yes, I am going to indulge in some more sleep. You know, naps are also a form of exercise during this time. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> if, you <can> nap, <laughs> if you can nap. I do make napping is, a sport. It really is. Me too. I'm like the nap queen. I just yeah. woke up from a nap, by the way. I'm That's like... <laughs> So yeah, and then if we go into your inner spring, so your follicular phase, like when I think about, I love springtime when the the cherry blossoms are growing and, you know, there's just this fresh energy of new beginnings, you can detox and you start having more like creative ideas, you become a bit more of a vessel, Mm -hmm. ideas will become to you a lot quicker. And, you know, during this time, one of your superpowers is to, you know, your, your creative thinking is accelerated. Yeah. You're able to make connections so much clearer and better. It's also a really great time for you to start something new. Mm. So during the, at the beginning of COVID, um, that sounds so weird to say that at the beginning of COVID, I, um, <laughs> I used to dance. I, I, I danced until I was about, 18 I used to do like tap dance street dance modern jazz all of these things oh my god (laughs) I danced like four hours a day my whole life (laughs) oh it's the best yeah it was so much fun I didn't do that much I was like three days a week so you were like a professional it was a hardcore thing yeah yeah it was a hardcore life but it was so worth it you look back and you're like wow and I I love watching musicals and all of those things like my happy place so when COVID happened I was like okay how can I find more joy? And one of the things I was, I said I was going to do is during my follicular phase, I was going to get back into dancing. So <laughs> I would like find YouTube tutorials and yeah. practice my dance moves. Oh my God. I love you. Yes. <laughs> I didn't put any of these on Instagram cause I was a little bit rusty and I yeah. felt really embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me joy, so much joy. And that's like starting something new you've yeah. been interested in doing something, your follicular phase, your inner spring is the time for you to do it. Yeah. Um, and it's also an excellent time for you to plan. Yeah. To plan the cycle ahead, 
plan the month ahead and just think about, you know, how are you going to define success in this cycle or in this season? Yeah. And what do you want to create, build or do during this time? So it's a really great time to plan. Yeah. And so biologically, so just so we can orient, the follicular phase which is probably going to be a new word for a lot of folks. And um, we want to get into like all the science of it. There's reasons behind these words is um, <laughs> it's really when you stop bleeding, right? So when your period yeah. ends and about how long is it? There might be a range for folks, but about how long is it? So your follicular phase can be anything from around seven to 10 days. Okay. The yeah. typical menstrual cycle is around 28 days. Yeah. Um, but I don't even like saying that anymore because everyone's so different. I know. But in terms of like, if we're talking about like seeing your, your menstrual cycle as a barometer of your health, about 28 days to 30 days is, you know, a healthy cycle. But also, you know, my cycle's 26 days and that's a super healthy cycle as well, right? Yeah, mine's about there too. Yeah. And especially, you know, for folks listening in preteens and teens, as you get your cycle, it's really normal for your cycle to be figuring itself out for like the first seven years. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of teens who are in my programs who are like, do you have an app you recommend or like to chart my cycle? And I always go get a paper and pen journal mm-hmm. or like the notes app on your phone and just every day of your cycle, ask yourself, like, what is it like to be me today? Where are my feelings? How's my body? Like, what are the symptoms of me being me? I and love then that. if you write, like, chart that for three months, you're going to start to see some patterns, yeah. right? And see that you're actually incredibly predictable, predictable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> rather this idea that because of like their crazy cycles, women and girls and people who cycle are crazy, like, yeah, so not true. You just nope. have a 28 day cycle rather than write testosterone mm. on it, folks who have a 24 hour cycle and it's yeah. different. And the world is built like much in our world for mm. the 24 hour for the 24 hour male hormonal cycle. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then we move into summer, baby. <laughs> we move into summertime and <laughs> summer is like, Oh, it's really strange because I, I used to love, 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 love my inner summer because I felt that was the time that I felt like more like myself when I had PMDD, right? And I would kind of be very anxious during, just after I ovulated because I knew I would have those two weeks of just being in that PMDD kind of hell time, right? It's so interesting because a lot of people love their inner summer. It's the shortest phase of your cycle. It's around three to five days. Yeah. And this is like, you know, created for the big event for ovulation and um, where testosterone is peaking. And when you think of summer, like in the seasons in nature, you're thinking about, I always think about abundance and expansion. Right. Mm. And I don't mean abundance as in like monetary abundance. I mean like an abundance in, in time, like the days are longer. Um, you have more patience, you have more motivation. You can talk for longer. I'm in my summer now. Mm. Um, <laughs> Although I'm super chilled right now. Maybe, yeah, I think tomorrow I'm going into my lose your phase. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you have so much more energy. You have so much more stamina. And a lot of people want to stay in there in the summer. They want to hold on to that time. But can you imagine if you had all of that energy 24-7, 28 days of, the, of your cycle, you would yeah. burn out, right? So... It's so interesting now after healing from PMDD that my inner autumn, which we're going to talk about next, is now my favorite season. 
I relate. I relate. Um, what is ovulation? For folks who don't know or not sure what that what that is, could you give us just a little yeah moment of science background of like what is ovulation? <laughs> so just in a nutshell, ovulation is when the um, egg is released and it's traveling down to if you're engaging in sexual activities with someone with male biology, then you could possibly become pregnant. Yeah. So the egg is released. And some people actually feel the egg released. I have a right? friend in high school who could feel it. She'd be like, oh, it's on the right side this there month. There we go. There's the pop. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. I actually used to think that, again, I used to have this ovulation pain. Um, and I used to think that there was something wrong with me. Mm. So I went to the doctors back and forth so many times. And they told me I had a cyst. And then I didn't have a cyst. And then it turned out, after just you know researching things myself, yeah. you know, really working deep in this work that it was just ovulation pain and it's like a dull ache. So if anyone's listening, you have this dull ache either on your left or your right side, depending on what side um, the egg has been released from the ovary. And it can last a couple of hours or it can last a couple of days. Um, but if you start tracking your cycle and you can pinpoint when you're ovulating, so typically around days 12 to 16, let's just give a nice open window there, then you might feel that ovulation pain, but it's nothing to worry about. But you can reduce talking to you. Yeah. yeah, you can reduce the pain as well by when you start yeah. syncing with your foods and supporting your nutrition and stuff like that. Yeah. I think one of the parts that frustrated me the most about my period education that I received, <laughs> we could go a lot on that train of thought, but briefly, you know, because I had pretty good holistic education and still I found that a lot of how people talked about periods in like my school and the sex that I received there or the puberty classes I received there was that um, getting your period meant that you could now get pregnant at the end. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. I'm 13. That's terrifying. Like, really? Like that makes me not want to learn anything because that's not mm. like where my head's at. <laughs> like I like, have my first crush and I don't even want to really hold hands with them. <laughs> you know, like I was just like really so depressing and then also scary. Right. I feel like there's a lot of focus on like periods are painful and you could get pregnant. The mm. end, right. Yeah. And what I want to say to folks listening, and I'd love to hear you chime in on this one. Um, if it resonates is getting your period is about so much more than you can get pregnant. Yeah. Right. It's about, right. I think as you were saying, it's like about becoming your whole real self and discovering yourself and growing and meeting yourself. And there's so much more than you can create Then Yeah. Maybe you do have the potential to actually like be pregnant and birth a child, but mm. you know, metaphor here, we can be pregnant with so many things like with ourselves. Oh, with our I self, love that. With, our creative passions. And as you said, with creating an epic life. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's, you know, the, again, it goes back to the miseducation, you know, we've been uh, misinformed and not told the whole story. Yeah. We're only fertile five to six days out of the entire cycle. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> if um, mothers are listening and they've got, you know, teenage daughters or you know young daughters that have just started their their periods and they're worried about you know protecting them from pregnancy and whatever it's like there are other options other than hormonal birth control yes. because one thing that we haven't spoken about yet um before I talk about the inner autumn is hormonal birth control really kind of like 
blocks you from accessing these superpowers that we're talking about right now yeah. you're kind of going through if you're on hormonal birth control you're kind of going through like a kind of like phaseless a cycle where nothing is really happening you're just on this one level um and yeah it's like my mum my always just say to me don't block your blessings and it's like I'm not saying being on hormonal birth control is um not you don't have a valid reason to be on it but really you know ask yourself these questions like yeah. why am I on it have I made the best decision do I know why I'm on it yeah. um and are there other options for me yeah I so this is so important to me you know I went on it when I was a teenager and then I got off all hormones in my early 20s when I also had a hormone crash and mm. um I wish I'd never gone on it. I wish that someone had had this conversation with me because it was actually just kind of cool to get on the pill. Like everyone was, it was like, yeah, I, we all take the pill, you know, or like a few yeah. of my friends did again, the, I wanted to be in the club, but I didn't actually ask like, well, really what are the consequences? Because it just was really presented to me as kind of this feminist solution. Perfect. You don't have to have a horrible period. You don't have mm. to worry about getting pregnant and you're cool. Perfect. Yeah. All the things. What I wasn't told was that it was going to give me the hormonal landscape of a pregnant person. So I had more feelings, not less, mm. that it was going to put a bandaid on my period issues. It wasn't actually going to solve them. It was just going to kind of invisible them. So then when I got off it, they were back and worse than ever, right? My mm. body was trying to talk to me, but it was like muting it, right? Yeah. So it was just like my body got louder and louder. So when I went off it, my body was screaming instead mm. of like, you know, talking. And yeah. <laughs> a horse yell by the time I went off. And, and so I would just really ask yourself, like, do I really know? Um, and especially as you hear us talking about this and you hear about Vanny's story, like, are there other options for healing and addressing my symptoms? You know, one of my favorite books about this, and we'll put it in the show notes is, um, talking about your period at as like your fifth vital sign, right? The mm. period is talking to you, right? We have these vital signs like our our pulse and our temperature and all these things. Uh, blood like, pressure, yeah. Yeah, right? You know, and your period, it's not random. You're not just like randomly cursed with bad periods, which is what I thought my my family was. It's like mm. your body's being like, hey, <laughs> your endocrine system's being like, hey, pay attention. Your spirit's being like, hey, there's something here for you. Yeah. I want it's like I want to say if you're struggling with this both I'm sorry and congratulations. Um <laughs> there's so much magic and power waiting for you. Oh, um, I love that. And it's, it's part of what you're here to do. Congrats. Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like you I, I'm sorry and congratulations as well because it's like it's not your fault if you don't know this information, right? Yeah. It's it, you have you've had to seek it out and if you are listening to this and you're like confused and you're like thinking, Oh, I'm super excited. How do I get started? The fact that you are listening to this yeah, and you now know awareness is the gateway. Yeah. Like ugh, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens welcome. without this, right? It's huge. We are yeah. here with open arms. <laughs> We're hugging you through <laughs> over audio. <laughs> yeah. And you know, one thing that came up for me in, in us talking about, um, how so many of us are taught that periods are basically the cue that you decide that you can now get pregnant. Just like, again, this piece of how often as girls we are told and taught to define ourselves in relationship to somebody else. 
Mm. Like that's the first thing. Like, oh, you could get pregnant with somebody else rather than your period is yours in your body, right? You're this amazing (laughs) whole being. You're not like, like missing your other half. Like you're not a half, like you're you. You're a whole being. Yeah. And so like, yes, let's talk about the, you know, the fertility and the pregnancy and the choices and all of that. But I don't want to start there. I want to start with your cycle and everything, the gift and the superpowers that it offers are yours. And yeah, yeah, many of us, most of us haven't been told that. I love Glennon Doyle. Yeah. Her book contains and what she says at the back of the book or the, the whole theme of the book is who were you before the world told you who you needed to be? And I relate that so deeply to yeah menstrual cycle awareness because we were told from a very young age that our periods were this and that and disruption and a, a curse and all of these things we were told that we have to be careful in case we get pregnant yeah. when we're only first off for five days and you know it's like these stories that have been imprinted upon us it's now now having this information is up to you you have a choice obviously what you do with this information but it's your responsibility to take what you were saying at the beginning. It's your responsibility to be your own authority. Yeah. It's your responsibility to start driving the bus again, your own bus again, yeah. and put yourself in the front seat. Yeah. Um, and that's what you can do with your cycle. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to autumn, our, our new favorite phase. <laughs> our new favorite phase. So, yeah, your luteal phase. Um, this is actually the longest phase of your cycle. This is around, could be around 10 to 14 days. Um, hence why it was just so disruptive for me. And what's actually happening here is your sex hormone progesterone, which is a, I like to call it the chill pill hormone. Love it. <laughs> because it's, it kind of gives you that kind of sedative effect. It's there to relax you. Um, but sometimes you're not producing enough of it and whether that be because of hormonal birth control or other reasons, and that's going on within your whole endocrine system, your hormonal system. Um, but that is a time that you are using when you think about autumn in, in nature, you know, the leaves start falling off the trees a little bit and that's not a bad thing, right? That's a good thing. The leaf, I like to think of the leaves falling off the trees a little bit as like, I'm not here for everyone's for everyone now. I need to start coming home to myself a little bit more. I'm going to turn off the bright lights of the outside world and turn them inwards to myself. Um, And it's such a gorgeous time to do that. I know that this time can be super disruptive for some people. If your hormones are unbalanced and you're dealing with all of these menstrual disorders. Um, But I just want you to know that there's, there's wisdom in that anger, in that rage, in that irritability, it's sacred. Yeah. It's a message. Yeah. It's a time for you to listen deeply, um, a time for you to ask yourself, what am I holding on to that is no longer supporting or serving me anymore? Yeah. Um, what, actually, what I actually discovered um, through this entire journey was a lot of resurfacing trauma would come up for me at this time, which was what I needed to deal with. Yeah, And I think that's a a big part of what actually happens with a lot of menstrual disorders. It's unhealed um, trauma or issues and things that are just saying, hello, can we sort this out now so we can like make you your best damn self? 
no wonder the luteal phase. So many people are like, oh, I hate this one because y'all we're whole whole people like wholeness, Mm -hmm. right? We're not here for like hashtag good vibes only. Like, you know, like, no, we're here for you get to be all of you. And we talk about this a lot and be real and in badass girls that like so often as girls, we're told there are good feelings and there are bad feelings, right? They're mm-hmm. the ones that like good girls have. <laughs> yeah. Nice, happy. And like, that's about it. Maybe like mm. slightly anxious, just, just a little though. <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah, she's on it. Um, and then basically everything else goes in the quote unquote bad or negative emotions. And I mm. think, I know for me, the two big ones were sadness and anger with anger being the top one. It was just like, if, yeah. if you are angry and you are a girl, you are a bitch <laughs> mm. and no one will love you and no one will like you. And also anger is dangerous. Conflict isn't okay. Mm. Um, and I know for me, the luteal phase was really hard because I often felt like I was so sensitive. Like I sometimes feel like, like the nerves are on like the outside of my body, like just so sensitive and that prized or celebrated. I was supposed to be tough, not sensitive. Right. And I felt things so deeply and I felt Mm. things too much and I was too much. And, you know, I think I now feel, um, in the luteal phase, especially because I'm more in balance that it's like the volume is turned up so that I can't miss things that in other phases of my cycle, I'm like, Oh, it's no big deal. Cause I'm riding yeah. other emotional waves and, or the other hormone waves. And now in my luteal phase, I'm like, Oh, like truth telling is one yeah. of my superpowers. And we yeah. deeply need women and girls to own their brilliant truth speaking and truth telling and truth knowing. Yeah. Bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Like speak your truth during this time and you know when I don't necessarily mean going out and saying like to everyone like this is what I think about you but like you can even just have a back and forth conversation with yourself right yeah am I being honest with myself and you know just open that can of worms Mm -hmm. (laughs) and let it support and serve you um this time as well is like it used to be a time where I used to think, oh, I've just lost all my motivation for everything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so no. What <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. It's like we we try and aim for this consistency. And I feel like consistency is a two-pronged kind of approach. Yeah. Because you can be consistent with your, your mission and your purpose and whatever you want to achieve in life. Like I want to be a vet, for example. Like You know you want to be a vet, so you keep following that veterinary path, right? But sometimes you might not want to, you know, work on research or sometimes you don't want to work on collecting data. Like, it doesn't mean that... that doesn't, that's not a great analogy, by the way. It doesn't mean <laughs> that... that you're not consistent there's a reason and there's a season yeah for everything and you know what I teach my um my clients inside my group coaching program is about the wild woman and the wild woman is a part of you that we try and run from yeah 
um, and she's the part of you that wants you to be able to exactly what your the essence of your entire brand is, Eliza. Stand up and be real, right? Yeah. Be real in every single aspect of you. Like, stop trying to cover up who you think you need to be. Mm-hmm. Show up and be yourself. Yeah. Um, and actually, I just got something else that I wanted to say because Please. you mentioned about um, anger and sadness. And what I found since being a practitioner and being able to work with releasing these emotions, not necessarily releasing them so we never have them again, but releasing them so we can learn from them, yeah. is these emotions are stored in our bodies and they can be stored in our bodies from you know periods of time um, and places, right? Yeah. And what I found when I go through and I help, my clients to release these emotions, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, is that there's a learning in every single event that they felt that emotion. So what we try and do is just take that learning. So you, a time that you felt really sad or you first experienced sadness, what was it trying to teach you? And how do you apply that to your life right now? And that's why I say every cycle is an opportunity for more wisdom, more clarity, more growth, more intuition, more truth telling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then we're back to winter. <laughs> and then we're back to winter. Then we're back to winter. So the rebirth. I know the rebirth. So good. So y'all get your journals, get your phones, however it is that you want to track and just start paying attention. Be curious about yourself. Mm. Like you are worthy of your own attention and notice and time. One of the things I love to do and I suggest that folks who are in our programs do is like maybe it's a way that you start your day or you end your day, you know, especially if you're like in a busy school schedule right now is like grab a journal and like check in with yourself. Like what's it like to be me? And that's going to give you information about where you are in your cycle. Write down the day that you are in your cycle at the top. Mm-hmm. When you're really, really into it, right where the moon in phases is as well. Yep. <laughs> Right. And just then start noticing the patterns. Like you, you are this amazing creation with beautiful patterns and cycles. Mm. And when you pay attention to yourself, it's like, there's music inside of you. Like there's this song and this melody and that your body is singing and wanting to share with you. Mm. And when we get curious, when we, when we curl in to listen, we get to hear it. Right. Mm. Rather than like rushing away to, you know, take care of everybody else and prioritize everybody else's needs. You're going to have so much more to give and be if you start here, right. In this Mm. way with yourself. And, um, Manny, one thing that's coming up for me is I'm wondering if you would tell us, um, when you first got your period, what was that day? Like, cause I know some folks listening and haven't gotten their periods yet or recently started their periods. Did you celebrate? Did you mourn? Did nothing really happen? My mom kind of calls it was an event or a non-event. What, what was it like? <laughs> it was a non-event. Yeah. I've got an older sister. She's three years older than me. And I remember, I don't really remember much of the, of the non-event. Yeah. Um, but I, what I do remember, I remember the house we were living in and we had this bathroom the toilet what do you guys call it the washroom (laughs) (laughs) wasn't attached to the main bathroom it was just like a singular like washroom and I went in there just to go to the bathroom and I was like oh I just remember looking down thinking oh my god and my sister's room was like a loft conversion 
So I couldn't even like run out quickly on the landing and say like say like hey help me. So I just stayed in there. Yeah. I stayed in stayed in there till I think I remember her coming down and I was like, "Hey, Erica, <laughs> help, <laughs> help." <laughs> um, and I just don't really remember much else. I don't remember much conversation around, you know, how to really look after. I remember my mum saying to me when I started, you know, getting into my teen years, saying like. Um, make sure you don't drink when you're in your period because it will make you bleed heavier. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't want it to get worse. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Um, and yeah, that I don't remember much else. So I'm wondering if you could, first of all, thank you for sharing. And I'm wondering if you could speak to, as we come to a close here, your thoughts on celebrating and making it an event, whether, you know, I'm holding a few different people in our community listening in here. I know we have parents and adults who love young people who um, are going to get their cycle soon, but haven't and are like, how do I do this? And people who maybe they have already gotten their cycle. You know, I think about teen girls who are like, well, I already got it last year. And it was like awful or like no big deal. I know for me, it was kind of an event. Like my mom did mark it. And then honestly, later on, I went back and began to celebrate it more and make it more of a big deal. So I don't think you're ever too late if you've ever gotten your period. Like, honey, next time you get your period, throw yourself a freaking party, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, how do you support your clients or what excites you about celebrating periods, celebrating first periods, celebrating first periods, even way later in life? I mean, maybe you're yeah. like 45 and you've never celebrated your period. Honey, it's time. I think you got a party next time. month. <laughs> I love what you said about how it's never too late. I, that's yeah. something I say all the time. It's never too late. I would say the first thing that you really want to do is make sure that you know when it's coming, if you can. Yeah. Right? So you can prepare for it. And I, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, this big grand gesture, but something gorgeous and nourishing in a way that allows you to honor and respect where you're at. Right? So for me, like I said at the beginning, like, I love to wear red clothes when I'm on my period. I like to clear my schedule. I don't take any coaching calls on that day. I make sure that I have made myself some food. That I don't have to spend any time in the kitchen. Some wholesome, nourishing like food, like soups or stews. And all I have to do is just warm it up on the stove. I've like batch cooked and um, batch prepared some cacao. So if you love hot chocolate, cacao is full of and rich in magnesium, which is an adaptogen. Sorry, a, cacao is an adaptogen, which is a way to really support your adrenals. Um, and your adrenals are the foundation of your hormonal balancing. And cacao just makes you so relaxed, so chilled. It's gorgeous. And watch something funny, right? Enjoy life if you can, as much as you can. If you're at school, then give yourself 1%. So whether that's saying no to meeting up with friends and you're going to go home and you're going to maybe journal and you're going to give yourself a nice night in, you are going to pray, do a gratitude list, yeah. buy yourself some flowers, yeah. one single red rose. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you can do to just honor and respect and give thanks to the power that you have within you. Mm. These are all so beautiful. I feel like crying. They're so beautiful. <laughs> I want like every single person who cycles in the world, right. To like have this list of, of little things. I love that. It isn't like, can just like these little moments are such revolutions. And I think yeah. what I feel when you say that I feel in my own body. And I think about times when I've done this for myself, like these little 
these little moments have made all the change in my life. Like these little tender moments with me yeah. and myself saying like, I will, I will be here with me. Like I will have, I will be here with me to celebrate, you know, the miracle <sighs> and the gift that I am, you know, yeah. and maybe it sometimes involves other people and Yes, I know pretty much where all of my closest friends are in their cycle because we just talk about it all the time. Me too. <laughs> you know, I'm like my five best friends. I definitely know almost what day they're in their cycle, definitely what phase. Yeah. And it's not because we're like keeping a spreadsheet. It's because it's <laughs> helpful. It's real. It's how we relate to ourselves as, as cyclical beings. Yeah. Yay. Well, Fanny, thank you for being here today. And my big question, which I know everyone is feeling is like, because they all want to connect with you more is where do they do that? How do they work with you? I'm imagining you mostly if only work with 18 plus adults, but tell us all the things about all the different types of people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me on Instagram at statusflow.co. So statusflow with a W. And um, I have a signature group coaching program called Flow Zone Alchemy. And it's about how to maximize the magic of your menstrual cycle. And I take you through all of the things. So we go through understanding how to reset your flow state, to work with your subconscious mind, to, you know, honor your cycle superpowers in your inner seasons. Um, and yeah, all of these amazing things. It's a gorgeous container. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. And the women I get to work with are just absolute inspirational, courageous women. And I love them so much. Um, and I have a podcast too. So it's called Periods and Power Moves. Um, and you can find that all the places where the podcasts are. And I've got a YouTube channel as well where I have been not so active, but I've got some great content on there. Amazing. That you can check out. And if you're interested in learning how to use your cycle for activism, social justice, racial justice, and creating more change in the world, then I have a mini course called Period Power, Period Power Activism go run and buy that right after this. <laughs> so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you today. so much for having me. It's been a gorgeous conversation. All right, my loves. Thanks for listening in. Isn't Vanny amazing? So go get all of the details about how she works and the work that she does. Get connected with her. We have that in the show notes. I also wanted to let you know that if you're a preteen or a teen who is like, I want more of this in my life. I'm at 18 plus. I want to take a program. That's what the Badass Academy is all about. And in 2021, we're going to be opening the doors for folks to be a founding member of our academy, a community for badass girls who want to be real and talk about all the things. And it's going to include deep dive sections on all this period goodness, how to chart your cycle, how to know your cycle, how to get rid of your symptoms and bringing in so many amazing experts to teach alongside me. It's going to be amazeballs, as they say. So if you want to get on the wait list, because that's what I got for you right now, you can head to badassgirls.me forward slash academy, and you'll be the first to hear everything about it. All right, loves. Love ya. Talk soon. All right. Thanks for hanging with me today, love. If you want more, we got more head over to badassgirls.me to get some good free stuff like Spotify playlists to keep you feeling awesome, videos, more real talk, and to go on adventures with us in our and in real life in our programs. I've got the best team. They're amazing. I can't wait for you to meet them. Let's talk soon. You got this.